Welcome everybody, members of the Intelligent Stock Market Facebook groups. Today is one of those special days again. Uh, every now and then, as you know, we host um, some of the friends of a stock card um, uh, that collaborate with us or we like their content or they do a good job on their YouTube channel. And uh, today is one of those days. I have Dr. Alex Ko on this, uh, on this show today. Alex, welcome to this uh, this recording and this uh, live research. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for having me here today. It's an honor to be uh, to be part of this uh, conversation, and yeah. hopefully, we generate some interesting topics today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, Alex, you and I were talking about uh, yeah. to to the topic of today about the topic of yeah. today, and yeah. uh, you brought up fastly. And I'm really yeah. happy that you brought that up. So tell me, <laughs> I have a lot of questions for you. And it's yeah. on my radar, actually, as a matter of fact. So yeah. tell me, uh, why did you choose uh, or why, why, what basically piqued your interest in this stock? Or what, what are the, your followers are saying? And uh, yeah, yeah, set the foundation for this conversation. Yeah, so I like Fastly. I, you know, you know being, being a YouTuber myself, I stumble into Fastly not by my own, it's by somebody asked me, you know, have you checked out Fastly? And, you know, then I started doing my research and I thought, wait, because of the lockdown, we need internet. And then Fastly is the one that's actually making things fast and efficient for us. And we don't realize it's not the broadband speed, but it's how Fastly distribute. And the reason why I brought up Fastly today, because um, back before Fastly's earning came out, it was one of my most, uh, most spoke about video and people talk about it. Lots of people bought it. And it's just last week, it was all-time high. And now today, it's almost back to, it's just dropped. It's, some call it a falling knife. Some call it, it looks like a pump and dump. You know, share, it's got the characteristic. But, you know, I thought I'd come in today and just to, to share that I think, you know, people shouldn't misunderstand, uh, you know, fastly. I think um, I think that's two sides of the coin here. So I think it's, it's quite important to, to just understand a bit more about it. So yeah, what, yeah. what what drove the movement up in your point of view? And what is it that yeah. what's happened, uh, I think, after the earnings? Uh, that's yeah. just kind of like the falling knife type of shape. That is, that we it's just, it's just a, a dump. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what happened? What does, what's uh, the story? The, re the reason for it going up, because obviously people knew about the earnings, that they were going to beat the earnings. You know, the, the last quarter, which brought them from like 20 to, to 60, almost three times, it was the great earning at Q1. And then Q2 earning, it was about 50%. And then Q2 earning went over 100, 150% beating revenue expectation. It was really good. They beat expectation and making profit uh, this quarter. And, um, and it was just one thing that the news tells us that because they were associated with TikTok, and we all know that Trump is linked with the banning of TikTok. And now because of that, it's falling. But the thing is, when I did my check, TikTok is only 10% of their their generated revenue. So I don't know how a 10% would, would, would coincide with a drop. So, and I think the second real reason uh, for the drop, which I believe, not be I don't really believe the TikTok part, the one that I really believe is people are trying to take profits because folks were trying to take profits of Apple, Amazon, Facebook, but they blew everyone away. And now we've got Fastly, CrowdStrike, we've got Zoom and everything. So people rather take profits off this high-tech stock, liquidate themselves, and just put the money close to the chest until the next move instead of taking money away from Apple and Amazon and Facebook. That's, that's what I feel. That's what I think. 
And uh, I've, I went around looking for, for, for information on Twitter and everyone almost said the same thing in, in agreement as well. So I think that's the real reason, just liquidating regardless of a, a great earnings report, which, you know, and not, I don't really believe the TikTok element part, even though CNBC speaks about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to some of it, as you said, I think I agree. Like the, the, the sentiment around TikTok, it's becoming bigger than what the, the situation yeah. is. But yeah. um, so the earnings, as you said, was was marvelous. Basically, they yeah. they did fantastic growth, and I, yeah. think, if I'm not mistaken, they even turned into non 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 gap profitability or something like that, and yeah. they yeah. really improved that uh, that performance. Yeah. Um. So I mean, obviously, stock market is all about moving forward, right? Like it doesn't yeah. matter what it's been doing in the past, or it doesn't even matter that it's down like a yeah. knife, as we you and I've been talking about it. Yeah. Uh, moving forward from here, what are the top two, three reasons you see that the stock can go back up, uh, and even like you know grow from where it was like back to eighty or ninety or yeah. whatever it was, and then even like double and triple. Uh, yeah. or, or would it actually double and triple from what it is? Uh, so let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Firstly, I would say that, you know, Fastly is as it stands today, regardless of the earnings, I think they're still overvalued. I, would, I put my hand up, you know, even though, you know, uh, I would like to put more money or invest, but I, I would say Fastly is at 70 bucks, even though they dropped 420, it's still overvalued. Because 70 bucks to me, when I work it out from my own calculation, 70 bucks is when they have an EPS of 0.4 in the next four. So the next the next five quarters earning, the next one and a half years or so, they need to go, they need to beat their current estimate by at least, you know, another 100% in that growth. Then they are justified to be at 70 bucks. If they miss, if they miss the ball at one quarter, they will, they, you know, they, they, will, they will stay at the low 50s, 40s. So, uh, yeah, I think in terms of growth, one thing that um, I, w- I always tell my viewers is that uh, Fastly just IPO'd in 2019, they haven't really used the money to build their infrastructure, their, their cloud computing. They haven't used the money to buy the hardware and build their, their structure around it yet. And, you know, they're filled up with their sales, revenue, their quota on their infrastructure. So once they get the money and start expanding, I think they could possibly double and triple the capacity as we stand today in, let's say, 2025. If you're a long-term investor, then it's great. But if you're a short-term investor, then people might most likely shot the stock just now <laughs> because the trend shows there's another two weeks of a sell-off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. As you were speaking, I, I pulled up uh, fast as a stock card on my phone. And yeah. back to your point on in terms of being overpriced even at the price that is right now. Yeah. Um, so the 12 months, like they don't have any reliable earnings, so there's no real reliable price. To exactly. Earnings, yep. That's what a stock card tells um, us. Yep. Yeah, and then price sales ratio is 30, more than 30. So 30 times of their sales per share, the yeah. price. So they have to grow their sales by 30x in order yes. to even grow into the existing um, yeah. existing basically valuation. Yeah. And then from a price to book value, there are 15 times their book value, which is yeah. which is um not too crazy for the tech stocks. Usually they are much higher than yeah. the price to book value, but it's still yeah. value. And um, analysts, financial analyst expectation, um, uh, based on what I have on the stock card is uh, here we go. So it's about ninety three dollars or ninety three point twenty five. So analysts certainly. Yeah. believe the stock can go up but at the same time 
it's probably anchored to where it was before, right? Yeah, <laughs> As opposed yeah. to what the reality is right now. Exactly, exactly, exactly. They're, they're a bit, you just have to see. I think they're standing on a very strong support at, you know, 70, 75 bucks. I suppose the next floor down, if you check, because you went up in a straight line. So if you're a trend artist, if, you, if a technical trender, mm. they, they, you don't see a real support. It doesn't go in steps. It just goes straight up. So you couldn't figure out where the next support down is, you know? So it's it's quite a dangerous zone. So they could be fifty or forty, or they could stay at seventy next yeah, week. So yeah. it all depends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like I think you you mentioned, is it uh, there or like thirty times, thirty times the earnings? Sales. Yeah, thirty times sales. Thirty times the sales. So yeah. it depends. I think at the moment, you know, it all depends on institutional funds like BlackRock or Bailey Gilford or you know who wants to start putting money because of their valuation pricing i don't think it's attractive for those big fund managers to to start putting in money mm-hmm. unless it's black ro- black rock growth type fund maybe yeah. they would try to invest but you know at the moment i think at the moment i think we need to see at least the next earnings in november but you know yeah. i still feel bullish about the stock but a long term investor bullish not a not a speculative investor yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you. So uh, the money inflow, which is usually what you know, money flow into the stock usually yeah. happens. The big one happens with institutional investors, and um, I'm looking at um, check-in money flow, which is what we use on stock. Uh, yeah. So like money inflow and outflow. Yes. Yes. It, yes. It is still is positive. Basically, twenty-day yeah. checking money flow talks about if it's above zero it means money is flowing yeah. in, net flow in and if it's below yes. zero it's a net flow out yes so even at this current price uh it's at, it's a point uh point zero eight so it's really tiny it's really close to uh, yeah. zero but it's still uh there is some money flowing net flow in into the exactly stock. Um, exactly. So yeah, as, as you point out, it's not. It hasn't hit that like bottom of the bottom because no. if if it was hitting the bottom, we would have seen a negative. Yes. Money flow, right. Like all the money flow. Money basically out, but yeah. we don't see that. So there is that's definitely a possibility. And then um, I'm looking at like a bun- bunch of other sentiment indicators again on the stock yeah. card. Um, yeah. So simple moving average, 50 day over 200 days. 200 days. Still yeah. is in uh, 50 days. Still over yes. 100. So it's still. Yeah. In that uh, positive, like a, a golden cross type of thing. Yep, and yep. And then agree. RSI is in the middle, like 44. So relative strength index is if it's under, if it was under 30, I would have like the same as you said. I would have yeah. said like, it's really hitting the bottom, and people are yeah. that. But I totally agree. Like the numbers all show that the stock is still overvalued, and there, there yeah. is still some positive momentum despite the like yes. the decline. Yes, the in trend it. coming so, down. Yeah. The stock can be still overvalued, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, I think I think one indicator I think we need to see. Um, one indicator which I saw uh, before coming in here is uh, I don't know if you know about Robinhood Investor. You know, there's this website called yeah, Robin <laughs> Robin Track. So I checked Robin Track. There's a huge spikes in people putting their money in, trying to long the shares. So it's uh, so you know people are confident after the earnings because I think it's all Twitter. People are just trying to spread saying, you know, it's a good company. It's still strong and we just need to, to see. And I think one really smart person on Twitter mentioned that uh, one thing to check out for, for expansion is uh, if uh, Fastly starts hiring more people, which I think somebody went on their website and say, Fastly is looking for more programmers, you know, for more marketing guys. And, you know, they're trying to expand their base where they are. So it's a positive sentiment saying, 
we've made IPO money, let's spend it wisely, reinvest it, and then grow. Which I think it's a it's an excellent, excellent, you know, positive sentiment, you know. It is, yeah, uh, yeah. I, on that note, I usually like so. I, my favorite way of when when stuff yeah. like this goes down, my favorite way of looking at whether the company can recover and kind of like grow back is look at their yeah. cash balance and their debt yes. situation. So if yeah. they're positive in terms of cash and they don't yeah. have debt to worry about, they don't have debt to yes. service, things like that. That means that the company can recover. This this yeah. is a good sign. And yes. if they don't, then it will, I'd be very worried about that, right? Um, yeah. So you mentioned the cash from IPOs is still left in the in the in the company's yeah. bank account. So uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. And I, I think um, I'm looking at their like debt balance and things like that. Basically, yes. they don't have any debt to worry about or <laughs> yeah. any meaningful debt to worry about. Yeah. And um, although they are like uh, free cash flow negative, so their business model still doesn't generate free cash flow. But um, but they are still they still as you said they still have a lot of money yeah. left to spend on like developers and programmers and R and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I think overall as a long term investor, I think it's a, it's a it's a it's a good one to own. But then again, you know, with the IPO, like you mentioned earlier, IPO of two thousand nineteen, there's a lot of good ones out there. You know, you've got. You know, the likes of CrowdStrike, you've got Pinterest, you've got Fiverr, you've got Zoom, you've got uh, Beyond Me. There's so many good ones out there. Sometimes it's quite hard to, you've got Net, you've got Cloudflare, so much Datadog, there's so much to choose from. You know? <laughs> 2019 was a good year, I think. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a good year. A lot of good companies uh, IPO'd yeah. in 2019. So yeah. um, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. If you... If you don't go with Fastly now, even at this current price, and wait yeah. for for their November quarterly earnings, yeah, um, what it what would be a good alternative to to Fastly or in the same space because they are in very interesting space. They're in this whole yeah. content delivery, as they call like edge computing, yeah. and you know they make delivery of content, specifically videos, faster for big media companies. Um, does does Fastly inspire you or the move, move you towards another sort of like competitor in the same space type of uh, stocks? And if it's not Fastly in the same space, what else is on your radar? Yeah, I think the other one that's on my radar that I really like, um, there's two of them, it's two different contracts, but the one that's closer to Fastly will be uh, CrowdStrike. I'm quite a keen believer in uh, cybersecurity. And, you know, with, with the likes of, you know, I live in Europe, so we always get these rumors about Russian hacking and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, cybersecurity is something that uh, the EU put a, a contingency in place that we have as to, to make sure that companies adhere to cybersecurity uh, policies and everything. And then, you know, hear about China hacking to America and all that, all that front and back. And I think CrowdStrike is uh, uh, among one of the, the better ones that produce an all-in-one package that helps a company start up. And, you know, speaking to different people, I spoke to banking people in Canada and uh, they were saying that CrowdStrike has been quite a big favorite in the tendering process. And you think CrowdStrike, it sounds like a rock star type of a cybersecurity that goes to the likes of Nintendo or it goes to, you know, all these, it's big, big firms. But, you know, bankings, the bank sectors, the oil sectors are starting to look towards the modern day, not Sysmantec or Paolo Alto, but they're looking at CrowdStrike as an all-in-one package uh, outsource vendor so CrowdStrike is something that I like because it goes hand in hand with Fastly yeah. so um, uh, what I guess I sort of want to wrap up the conversation on Fastly can you mm. can you summarize 
the pros and cons, uh, the ones that we discussed and the ones that you may have taken note on. Uh, what are the good things about it at this price, at, at this moment, if you were going, if somebody wanted to look at yeah. the stock to go in now, what are the pros and what are the cons and you know what are the risks basically? What's the risk and reward uh, list yeah. of I- ideas around Fastly? Yeah, I suppose uh, Fastly, like I said in the beginning, it's an overvalued stock. But with this young companies, it's got momentum behind it. We like momentum stocks. Look at the likes of Google. There's no momentum dislike, despite the fact that it's undervalued. Even though the company is overvalued, but with the momentum that's behind Fastly and a potential 60 to 80% growth in the next few quarters, I think it's a, a positive sentiment for Fastly. And I think there are loads of uh, people that are starting to understand CDN, people are starting to understand the, the basis behind Fastly because they are not subscriber-based, they are not consumer-based, they are more you know, corporate-level subscription-based. And yeah, but I think people just need to to be aware that if you want to buy fastly and hold, you know, long term, you just need to buy on the way down. I think this is the opportunity now because I may be speaking to you as a holder in 2025. You may go, wait a minute, you know, why didn't we buy fastly when it was on the way down? That's where people always miss the boat. That's where I always tell people, you know, this is the time. That's what happened. If you look at Netflix back in 2006, 7, 8, 9, they were falling. People thought Netflix was a joke. Look at where Netflix is now. Netflix is always overpriced. <laughs> Amazon is always overpriced. They were driven by momentum. So, so that's why, you know, that's why I want to tell people, don't misunderstand the momentum stock. I think it's a, we're living in a different era to, to maybe sometimes Warren Buffett's advice on value investing. Do fail it on, on tech stocks. You know, we have to use a different mindset for tech stocks, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. No, I, I, I love that. Uh, yeah, on that point, I think the traditional... Um, valuation metrics are not necessarily applicable to a lot of tech stocks especially because the 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 valuation metrics that are built based on accounting practices so things like pe it's not like it doesn't really show the 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 wealth of the company because it doesn't really uh it is a it's a result of accounting practice right like yes decide what to put in your r&d you could decide what you put into your capital expenditure and things like that yeah and then that would influence your pe so PE ratio. Um, yeah, yeah yeah exactly it's not, it's not necessarily the best although warren buffett as, as you mentioned if they do he does do pay attention to cash and cash generation unfortunately yeah it doesn't generate cash flow either so yeah, yeah. Right. warren buffett won't be won't be buyer even at this price for sure no he wouldn't be buying this price so we need to yeah. yeah yeah i agree so yeah so i think we need, that's that's the reason why i always tell myself why did i never own netflix back in 2007 because i kept looking at valuation and i failed to catch it so I yeah. tell myself not to miss it now. <laughs> um, so before we we, yeah. we basically ask a, a final question and bring uh, Javier um, uh, from a soccer team to ask any questions yeah. about Fastly, I would want to play a little game with you. It's called Desert Island, and this All right. uh, this one I don't know if you watch or listen to some of the podcasts by uh, the Multi Fold Show. They are uh, some of those uh, some of those guys uh, ask this question. I love this game yeah. all the time. So okay. imagine you're ready to play it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what's happening, but I'll try to be spontaneous. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically uh, if you are being uh, put into an island, imaginary island, and for five years, and you don't have um, you don't have anything uh, to to and no internet access, no stock market. Oh, no. So you don't know what's gonna happen. You're just given one chance 
to buy a stock now and then you can just check it back in five years when you're coming back from this deserted island that you're stuck in, okay? Um, so would you buy between Fastly and CrowdStrike, uh, which one you would buy and leave for your five-year vacation to the deserted island? Um, I think for now, I would get CrowdStrike first. to buy and leave or get CrowdStrike uh, just now. I think they are just a bit more ahead than Fastly in terms of inf- infrastructure and uh, their the network relations. Uh, a bit more mature, I think. The company is a bit more mature. And I think we, didn't, we need them now in this uh, near to election date. <laughs> Cyber security and threats. <laughs> That's a good answer. That's a really yeah. good answer. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And you know, the IPOs are like, we know the uh, 2019 IPOs are all like Fastly, it still has a lot of years to go yeah. and mature as a company. So there's no rush. Probably yeah. five years, is still, if it's a good company, it's still going to be around and it's got yeah. an opportunity to buy it for the next 20 years, basically. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. <laughs> All right, so I want to bring um, Javier uh, from a stock car team and some of our followers and members know him. Um, so Javier, I'm going to uh, turn your camera on. And uh, I want to see if you have any um, any questions for for Alex about Fastly. Yeah, I actually do have a lot of questions. Well, I have <laughs> one main one, right? You answered a lot of them. Yeah. Um, my question. So I found it very interesting how you said that the stock was overvalued, right? And I yeah. agree, but there. But like you mentioned, there is a lot of momentum behind it. So yeah. Um, from my personal view, um. I would like to, because it's at a previous uh, support level, right? So from yeah. a technical standpoint, I would like to see it show some signs of a potential recovery, you know, um, yeah. and then and then go in. Maybe not not try to find the lowest point, but have some confirmation, you know, from a technical standpoint. But all the, all the things you guys mentioned were definitely things I took into consideration. So it was very interesting. That was like the main question I had. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in terms of the, the, the technical fundamentals, I uh, because different stocks are treated differently. So I think for Fastly, I think somebody asked me the question uh, uh, yesterday. I think if, if, you, if you use the stochastic in RSI, if RSI goes, like like Hoda, you mentioned, RSI goes under 30. And then if the stochastic, I use the stochastic quite a lot on a one-day interval. If the stochastic goes uh, near 25 plus the RSI under 30, I think it's a fairly uh, good time to, to buy. I think that's where the technical support level would be for, for Fastly. So people ask me, what price would you buy it? I cannot tell you the price, but I will say, look at the stochastic and RSI at a one-day interval. I think, you know, potentially might pick it at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I think I did it on the last few few times and I saw the trend. So I'm pretty confident that it might it might be a, a good bottom. A week or two, let's see how it goes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Alex Ko. I run a YouTube channel called Family Investment. And yes, the name says family because my viewers are normally families, young families or folks going into you know their early careers learning about investing. And guess what? I'm not an investor. I'm not a financial background. I am an engineer. I work in the oil and gas. All this started off because I, when I became a father and I realized that I was minus 10,000 pounds in debt my daughter was just born and I couldn't afford a push prem. That was bad. We're all relying on credit card. 
And eight years later, I'm here sitting here confidently to say that I run a YouTube channel, I've got a six-figure portfolio, and I can confidently say that I'm not retiring at 55 or 65. I'm hoping to pull that closer. And on my journey getting there, I just want, I share my journey. Hopefully that I can inspire other moms, dads, uncles, aunties, kids to invest early at an early age. I started late, but I don't want people to start late as well. Information I shared freely and I want to share it freely with everyone. Investing is not hard these days because you've got your mobile phone here and it's got everything from your brokers. It's got everything for information. It's got YouTube, you've got Twitter that you can learn from one another. So investing is not a game. It's not a gamble, but it's an educational tool that can help you grow your wealth. And that's me. So join me on Family Investment. I do run a, a, a podcast called Father with Three Jobs. That's what I do. I've got a day job. I write and I do my YouTube. So Father with Three Jobs, that's what my kids call me. Daddy, Three Jobs. And they do moan that I don't spend enough time with them. So I do dedicate my weekend for them. So this is me. I hope that uh, it's not just about me. It's about you all growing and protecting the nest for you and your family. And uh, hope to see you soon. And um, just learn and share. It's a two-way traffic. I want to hear from you. And hopefully this meet you guys one day. Thank you.